Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball, and I have spent years building my personal brand. Whether you run into me in person or online, I am who I am. And one of my favorite tools is LinkedIn. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how you can use LinkedIn to build your brand. And I could not think of a better person to have this conversation with than Matt Parkin. He is a LinkedIn top marketing voice and personal branding coach. He's been invited to share LinkedIn and personal branding strategies with industry associations, companies, schools, and conferences. And his thought leadership has been featured in publications like LinkedIn News and HR.com. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me today, Lorraine. It's my pleasure. I'm really excited to dive into the topic of LinkedIn and personal branding. Let's start at the beginning. If I'm a novice on LinkedIn, what are some of the first things I should do if I want to establish a personal brand there? So the first thing that you'll want to think about is what is your goal with LinkedIn, right? Some people might be trying to find a job. Maybe you're looking for a mentor. Maybe you're trying to raise money for your business and you're looking for investors. Maybe you're trying to attract employees or maybe you're trying to sell to clients. Maybe you're doing a combination of all of those things, right? So it's important to get really set on what your goal is so that you can then make a targeted plan of attack to help you get to that goal. Because if you put your profile up and start randomly posting and commenting about a bunch of different topics, then you're not going to be able to get to your end goal as efficiently as you would like to. And so getting really dead set on that goal is an important first step. Okay, so I'm going to set a goal. I want to be known as a subject matter expert. And I've got two or three key areas that I really am good at. What do I do now? The next step that you'd want to do would be taking those two to three areas and start brainstorming potential post topics that you might want to be talking about. I find a lot of times people on LinkedIn, you know, you see the promotions, the awards, the recognition, but really being able to share the other side of your journey, some of the failures that you've had, some learnings that you've had, challenges you've overcame. And being able to share that vulnerably and authentically is a great way to be able to connect with your audience because sharing an award is great, but it doesn't really add any value for people in your network. But if you said, hey, this is my key topic that I'm talking about, and this is something I wish I knew three years ago, that's going to add a lot of value for potential clients, investors, job seekers, whoever you're trying to get in front of. Absolutely. That type of vulnerability opens the doors to conversations. Because when you say, I was trying to do this and I messed up and this is where I went wrong, you can then ask the question of what should I have done or have you had this same challenge? And people people want to share, but sometimes they don't know how to. So when you have that question, you really kind of open the door for a lot more conversation. It's a great way to get the the creative juices flowing and get those uh, those conversations going. Another another piece that a lot of people don't use enough, in my opinion, is the comment section. So going and finding five or ten or twenty other people that are in your industry that you want to get in front of their audience, but you also want to learn from them. That's a great way to go and block fifteen minutes a day view all their profiles and leave a couple of comments on their posts and going a bit deeper than, uh, 
hey, great job, or I really love this article type of vibe, making sure that, you know, if they are sharing an article, hey, I really love point three that you mentioned, this is how I've seen it play out in my life, right? So going a step deeper to show that you actually know what you're talking about. That's a really key point. I've noticed that when I take the time to do that, there will be other people who have just liked or shared the article, but when they see my comment, they'll view my profile because now I've said something that's, that's worthwhile. Great article is a feel good, but it doesn't inspire anybody to care about you. I agree. And it's, it's better than not commenting at all, but it's a, it's a, a first step on that, uh, on that journey. And, I think that commenting is a great strategy as well for those that are maybe not super comfortable putting themselves out there. It's a great stepping stone to get comfortable putting your your name, your face, your headline, and some of your thoughts out there in smaller bite-sized content pieces. And then if you're able to take those comments, put them into a spreadsheet for later, and now you have a bank of potential post ideas. You can take that comment and elaborate on it to make posts in the future. That's brilliant. I never really thought about that, but not only doing that spreadsheet, but linking to the original conversation. So when you write that post, you can even go back and say, you know, this post inspired me to do this. I love that idea. I'm going to start working on my spreadsheet tomorrow. Okay. So I know what I want to talk about. I've got my few key terms. I'm spending good time every day connecting and commenting on other people. Now I'm ready to showcase my brand and my expertise. Are there rules for the kind of content I should be putting out there? So something to think about when you're posting content is that LinkedIn wants people to stay on the platform. So I see a lot of people that will put links to blogs or, hey, come buy my book or come check out the podcast and That's great to do every now and then, but the algorithm isn't going to push that out to as many people. So an alternative to that, if you did have a blog on your website that you wanted people to go and check out, would be either A, taking a screenshot and posting an image related to that blog, or sharing a text post with potentially a picture of yourself, you know, walking your dog or sitting at your desk and sharing some of the key insights from that blog. You're still accomplishing the goal of educating people. And then you can leave that blog link in the comments or on your profile so that people can still find it afterwards. So that's a great way to get around the algorithm and still add value for your audience. Absolutely. What do you think about the newsletter function? Is that more effective in your opinion or less effective than just a blog doing the the blog post? Does the algorithm prefer one versus the other? So the nice thing about the newsletter is when you create the LinkedIn newsletter, it automatically invites all of your connections to subscribe. So really quickly, I think the last email newsletter that I built two years ago, I got it up to about 500 subscribers. I was able to get a LinkedIn newsletter up to over a thousand in under a week because Mm -hmm. it automatically notified people. And when people follow you in the future, they will also get that automatic invite to subscribe to your newsletter. So it's a great way to get in front of people. And for those that maybe already have an email newsletter, this could be a second channel for you to, even if you just copy paste your email newsletter onto a LinkedIn newsletter and put that out, that's going to touch some people that you maybe don't have their email addresses already. I've had an email newsletter for close to 20, well, over 20 years now. And 
And I have some people on there who've been there, been with me the whole 20 years and then lots of people coming and going. And I'm seeing a little bit of exhaustion with my primary newsletter, but the LinkedIn newsletter, because it's coming from LinkedIn, I'm seeing much higher engagement rates. So that idea of taking the same content and sharing it in both locations is a really good one. Especially from for a capacity standpoint, right? You don't need to think of two different things to say from scratch. Just put in putting it in a different place can sometimes be a good way to to go about doing that. And so when you're thinking about your overall brand on LinkedIn across other platforms, right? If you post a lot on Twitter, take a screenshot of your tweet, put it on LinkedIn. If you film a video for a TikTok or an Instagram, put it on LinkedIn, right? You can repurpose that content to uh, to get some extra reach there. And I think you have to be cognizant of the differences between the platforms and maybe make some adjustments. But yes, reusable content. I like to take maybe my newsletters from two or three months ago if they're not, you know, if it's evergreen content, and I will swap and take the LinkedIn newsletter from two or three months ago and send it to my email list and vice versa. So people don't feel like they're seeing the same stuff and people forget. They forget, you know, two two weeks, it's out of their heads. So I think there's a lot of clever ways to reuse content. Any don'ts as we're kind of wrapping up here, is there one thing that people should not do when they're trying to build their brand on LinkedIn? Don't be salesy and disingenuine. People do not want to log into LinkedIn to get sold to. They are likely there because they're wanting to connect with other people or they want to learn. And so if you're able to add value and educate and come across authentically, that's going to turn into more inbound messages, more engagement on your content and more views on your profile instead of constantly being a salesy person and just shoving things down people's throats. Great feedback. Matt, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Lorraine. If you've enjoyed Matt's comments, there will be a link to mwmconsulting.org where you can learn more about Matt and the things he's doing. And also, I'm going to suggest you might want to look for him on LinkedIn. And if you've enjoyed the conversation and want to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out our toolbox. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.